And what is up, everyone? I am Joe DeHoyos. I am host of Beyond the Woodline. Uh, real quick, before we get started, I'd like to always talk to you guys about what it is that I do in my own little spare time here. Uh, for you guys who don't know, I am the executive director of the Judging Research Group, which is also known as the JRG. Uh, we have, we're a Bigfoot research group, and we're created and founded by William Jevning, which is, this guy's been in the field close to 50 years now. And he was a really good friend with Renee DeHendon and John Green, who were two of the pioneers in the Bigfoot world. Uh, really, really great guy. It's really no nonsense. So if you guys are interested in helping out and doing some research, doing some investigations, uh, with us, we have teams in Washington, Oregon, West Virginia, Maryland, Michigan, Florida, Ohio, Tennessee, New York State, Minnesota, and of course here in Texas, where I'm at. Um, we accept all walks of life, everyone from different backgrounds. You know, uh, we don't expect everyone to want to get out into the field. You know, that's not for everyone, and people just don't like to go out. You know, um, in the summertime, I don't go out at all. I used to, but the last two summers, I'm just getting too old for this heat. You know, so uh, I'll go out again when it gets, you know, cooler weather, like in October. And if, uh, like I said, if that's not for you. That's fine. You can help us out. You can do your research from the computer, from your laptop, your cell phone. You can find witnesses. You can find places. Uh, you know, look up the history of locations. And uh, even if you just want to give us suggestions on techniques on how to research, we really appreciate that, too. So if you're interested, just hit me up beyond.woodline at gmail.com and we'll get you guys sit, uh, situated and uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find uh, some good people in your area. And if you're in a state where I said we don't have a team, we have people in there that we work with. So we can always find you somebody to go out with. And uh, enough of me talking because I know you guys don't tune in to hear me ramble off at the mouth. Um, I have with me Tiffany and Megan and we're waiting for Rhonda. Hopefully she can make it on. And Tiffany and Megan, you guys are with Transcend Paranormal. How are you guys doing tonight? Doing good. How about you? Good, good. Um, yeah, if you guys don't mind, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, uh, what got you started into the paranormal? And then, Tiffany, you want to go first? Sure. Um, let's see. Uh, my name's Tiffany. I'm from Virginia. Um, I have been in the paranormal field for about 15 years or so. Um, what really got me started in the paranormal was uh, what I believe it um, got me into it, I guess I should have said, is my first paranormal experience at five years old, seeing my grandfather, who died when I was three, walking down the hallway. Of course, it scared me, but I knew after that uh, some little things that happened around the house and stuff like that. And I guess that's just always kind of fueled it. And I mean, thankfully, you know, as you grow older and everything, your parents are like, oh, ghosts aren't real, you know, that whole spiel. And thankfully, my mother never tried to put it in my head. Oh, you're just seeing things. They're not real. Yeah, things like that. So she always supported anything. If I were like, oh, I think I saw something. It wasn't any, oh, you're just daydreaming, anything like that. So I think, you know, that's what really started it. Right. Yeah, that's kind of similar with like with me. I I was always into all this stuff as as a kid, you know. And uh, you know, my parents they never like told me to shut up. You know, they were they they entertained my silliness, you know. And uh, really, there's you know they were really supportive. And my my father, he was uh, he loved this all this weird stuff, you know. And he would always 
watch, you know, and I could search over when, when it would come on. And, you know, he'd call me. I would be outside playing, and he'd call me. Hey, come here, check it out. This you know, show's on. They're going to talk about this today, you know. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. What about you, Megan? What got you started in this crazy field? Um, As a kid, my parents used to watch the X-Files, and I absolutely loved that. Um, so that kind of jump-started it, and then growing up, and then getting into a lot of fantasy literature. Uh, that fueled a lot of it, um, and then just kind of went away from it, didn't really do anything with it. Uh, and then I moved to Cumberland, Virginia, which is right outside of Powhatan. And I worked for a lady that owned a horse farm and it was very secluded. It was back off the road, just very, just very farm life. Um, she was very much so into tarot and Ouija and just the whole metaphysical side of life. So then that's when I just kind of nose, nose dived into a lot of reading about it, learning, learning a lot about tarot, um, how to read tarot. Uh, but what jump started uh, wanting to learn more about the paranormal uh, is I heard a whistler. Um, I was home alone one night and I heard a very distinct whistle. And um, when you're back in the woods on a horse farm, kind of in the middle of nowhere, that's a little scary. So that kind of fueled it a little bit more. Time went on. Um, then my brother became uh, very close friends with Steve Dills. And I got to hang out and went to a couple investigations. And I got hooked from that side of it. Cool. Do you still uh, do your tarot cards? Do you still read them? I do. Yep. Really? That's, sure that's, that's pretty cool. And yep. uh, so, like, how long have you been doing that in particular, the, the tarot? Um, probably since 09, 08, 09. And I actively read, um, but I don't like to publicly read, I guess. Right. Yeah, I got my first deck of tarot, I think it was two years ago. Uh, and maybe about a year before that, I got my first deck of Oracle. I started out with, with Oracle first. And okay. It's like in 2019, I started this whole journey that I'm on, right? And if you had told me, I'd have been, I would have had crystals and tarot cards and pendulums and uh, all this other, you know, sage. I would have told you you were crazy, you know. But I had an, I had an experience, and it kind of woke me up a little bit. You know, I hate to use that word, woke me up, right? But it, it did, and it, it opened me up to so much more stuff. And that's where I got the name Beyond the Woodline, coming from a Bigfoot researcher. And, you know, saying what well, is more beyond the woodline, and you know, so that's uh, yeah. So, like I said, four years ago, you would have told me I would have, I would have had these tarot cards behind me and the oracle cards, like I said, and you know, I got pendulums and uh, crystals, <laughs> the sage. I would have told you, you were crazy, but you know, here I am, right? Here I am. Okay. So deep into it, and I'm st and I'm still learning about the tarot cards. I I have trouble reading those. The oracle cards, I'm pretty good at, but the tarot cards kind of give you trouble, but. You know, little right. by little, right? Right. Yep. And Rhonda, how are you doing, Rhonda? I'm glad you could join the show. <laughs> I don't know what was going on. It was not working. It was working at first, and then it was like, no, you're not going to be on there. You don't need to do that. So I'm using my phone. It wouldn't let me use my iPad. Hmm. Okay. Well, why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself and what got you involved in all this crazy paranormal stuff? You know, it's, I've always, like I said, I've always been interested. Um, nothing really, ha well, I mean, I guess I can say some stuff happened when I was 
younger. Um, and, you know, I would hear stuff in the house. And I knew the house was built, like my mom and dad had built the house. So, I mean, I know, you know, but it was the land and, you know, stuff had happened. We would hear things walking up and down the hallway. Um, you'd hear stuff in the kitchen, like ransack in the kitchen, open the door, would be nobody there. Um, and, you know, it, that happened to my sister at first. And I'm like, oh, you're crazy. But then uh, it happened to me. And everybody knows that I love to ghost investigate, but if you come up behind me and tap me on the shoulder, I'm like the cat from Looney Tunes. I'm on the ceiling. <laughs> so it takes every bit of nerve. I had to open the damn door to see if there's anybody in the kitchen, like ransacking it. Cause <laughs> that's exactly what it sounded like, hmm. but it wasn't. And come to find out, um, I, I grew up in Matoka, which is, is a, you know, it's a country town right outside of Petersburg. Well, lots of civil war um, happened on the land, uh, lots of Native Americans on the land. So um, this is before I knew what I could personally see and hear and feel. Um, and I, my cousin, she came over and we were walking because my daughter was having a hard time sleeping in her room, which was my sister's room at the time, and stuff had always happened in there also. Um, but she said it was two Confederate soldiers out in our um, cornfield. So, and that kind of makes sense, which you heard ransack in the kitchen, you know, it could have been soldiers ransack in the kitchen. But, you know, little things like that would happen. Um, but I was always the weird one who was always interested in, in, in it. And it just came to me, like things would come to me and like, you can talk to me and I know you can. And I didn't know it at the time. And I'm like, whatever. Um, but yeah. And then what the funniest part is, what got me into a ghost group is when I had my first son. Um, oh, Steve's going to talk about the dolls. Um, so when I had my first son, I joined a mommy group and with that mommy group, there was a lady in there and she, she did it as a hobby ghost. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. I've always been interested in stuff like that. So we went to the bird theater for the first time. And the first time I actually had, a full-on interaction with a little girl in the basement, I mean, in the bathroom downstairs. And the birth theater is an old movie theater in Richmond, Virginia. Um, and she grabbed hold of me and they were like pointing the temperature gun at me. And like one, the side where she was reaching for, like holding on to me was like in the mid to low sixties. And then the other side was normal. Um, so that, that's how I got into it. And then, we ended up going to OSPH, um, Old South Pittsburgh Hospital in Tennessee. They had a haunted Valentine weekend. And that is how I met up with Mr. Steve Dills and the rest is history. So I've been doing officially ghost hunting for my son is 15. So yeah, about 15 years with the group. Um, but, you know, I was the weird one. I dabbled in it all my life. So right. I would well, join the club, you know, I was the weird one too, but, uh, Yay. so, okay. Well, Steve already, you know, 
uh, open a door on these uh, haunted dolls. So you gotta tell us about the haunted dolls. <laughs> well, I have plenty of haunted dolls now. Um, let's see, do I have any in? I would have to go get a couple. But okay, so with the haunted dolls, I had. <laughs> this was, what did he say? <laughs> yeah, Steve says the only reason I met Rhonda is because she had a pallet jack carry and all her shit. We were there for the weekend, but I'm fairly certain someone packed for a month. You never know what the hell you're gonna need. Exactly. I don't know what I'm gonna come across. They pick on Rhonda and I whenever we go places because we pack a lot of stuff. But like Rhonda said, you never know what you're going to need. I'd rather be over prepared than under the whole house. It's a lily. Well, I, I have a confession to make. As a guy, I you pack a lot of stuff. Too? Yeah, I pack a lot of stuff. See? Yeah. So, and I'll tell you something else, which freaks people out. I also like shopping, and I've got a boatload of shoes. So there you go. Oh my God, we're best friends. Yeah, I think we just become best friends. <laughs> did we just become best friends? Yeah, did we just yeah. become best friends? Right, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, what was like one of your first haunted dolls? Uh, as a little figurine, his name is Luke. And I, I, you know, like I said, this was before this whole haunted doll situation got so out of. I don't know if I can cuss or not, so I'll try to be peachy. But uh, you know, before it all got out of hand, so I was like, I'm gonna try it, and I got like a little haunted doll, like a porcelain doll. His name was Luke, and we were at a um, old. It was a Confederate hospital. It was called a Graffiti House. It's out in Culpeper, and we were doing an EVP session, and I had Luke sitting on the glass case in the middle of the room, and we were all introducing ourselves. And then when you play back the EVP, after you hear everybody investigate, I introduce ourselves. You hear a little tiny male, little boy voice go, and Luke. <laughs> oh, wow. That's cool. So that was cool. Um, and then now my one haunted doll, you know what? I might have to go get him. But his name is Peyton. And I had, I was winning him on eBay and then some lady swooped in and got him at the last minute. And I was, I was like really pissed, but you know, things happen. Oh, well, well, about two weeks later, the lady who was selling him, um, messaged me and said that Peyton was coming to live with me. And I was like, why? I was like, I thought the lady had won him. And she said, well, I guess she didn't really believe in the whole haunted doll thing. So she's like, she messaged me. She messaged uh, the lady, her name was AJ. Um, and she still has her haunted dolls, AJ's haunted dolls. But um, she's like, she messaged me and said, I don't know who this Rhonda girl is, but she can have this damn doll. <laughs> Cause I'm tired of being woken up in the middle of the night going, you're not my real mommy. Rhonda's my real mommy. I want to go live with Rhonda. She's like, I don't even want my money back. Just send her this damn doll. And that is how Peyton came to live with me. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. So I have probably about, well, I had more than what I do now. So now I probably have about 80. Oh, wow. Um, I had a lot more. 
but I kind of got spooked years and years ago. We had gone to this location called Swananoa, and there was this cabin in the back that was like really freaky. And I think that scared me, the stuff that was happening. And I, that's a whole nother story there. I mean, I could do a podcast just for tonight. Like y'all wouldn't even talk to anybody else. It would just be me, <laughs> but um, I'll, I'll, I'll condense it. But yeah, so I got rid of a lot of dolls that probably, I got rid of probably close to 50. Um, but all my dolls are all, they're old vintage. Um, you know, some of them are German, like the mo, like the doll mohair or whatever. And so, yeah. Yeah. But I only like the ones that have children. Okay. Yeah. I've got a friend yeah, of mine. I don't like. Hmm? I've I got a friend of mine. She she also gets dolls. I think she gets them off of eBay, too. So I wonder if it's a thing personally. Well, you know, mm-hmm. I come to find out now that now that it's a market for it, mm-hmm. people are going to just throw the most elaborate stories out there. And the doll ain't got nothing attached to them. Right. But. You know, but it's like the most elaborate stories in the world, and it ain't gonna be nothing attached to it. Right. Yeah. Nothing at all. But here's one of them. I've got one in here. Let's see. Come here, little ladybug. Here's one. (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't want that. Yeah. 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 Real cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Strong yeah. Oh, I could go. I got more and more and more. We could do a podcast just on my dolls, introducing them all. <laughs> what about you, Megan? You have any haunted or uh, attached items? No, not that I know of specifically. Um, I do have an original Ouija board in the box and the cardboard. Everything's original. The lady in Cumberland gifted it to me when I moved away. So I do have that. Um, and I have an old like World War II army foot locker chest thing. Um bunch of antique furniture, but I can't say anything would be like, yeah, there's something attached to that now. I don't think so. I bet it is. I bet it is. What about you, Tiffany? Do you have any any haunted or items with, with an attachment? Um, Me too scared. <laughs> Not that I know of. I have uh, something from my great aunt and great uncle when I think they lived in New York. And it, a lot of uh, ledgers where they had their bills and stuff, where they made the payments and things like that. I have a few things like that, but... Nothing that I think has anything attached to it. Yeah, there's a little uh, antique shop right around the corner from my house, and he's got diaries from like the 1800s. And these guys. Oh, so about, cool. Yeah, yeah. They talk about uh, having issues with, with other miners and stuff like that, and, you know, with their claims and stuff. So I always wanted to get one of those, those, those diaries, you know. Let's see if I can show you this real quick. Let's see if I can turn around that that picture right there. See right. that one right there. That is a little. Um, anyway, so that was at an antique store, and I saw it and I fell in love with it. And I'm like, how much for the picture? Because I mean, the frame, the frame is worth something. Just you know, not even the picture, just the frame. But he's like, so he's like, I don't know how much you believe in this uh, 
like ghosts and stuff. And I got to giggling. I said, well, try me. <laughs> he said, well, it doesn't actually belong to me. It belongs to a lady at my church. She said, but she gave it to me because she knows I do antiques. But she said, just put it in your antique shop. And she's like, all I want is like 20 bucks for it. She said, because my son, my grandson is scared to come over anymore because he said, Grandma, please tell the little boy in the picture to stop playing with me or tell him to stop asking to play with me. I don't want to play with him anymore. So supposedly the little boy that's in that picture right there tried to play with her grandson. So she had to get rid of it. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Megan's like, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> so, Megan, it can come live with you. So no, I'm <laughs> hard pass. So, so housewarming. Let me ask you this: Have you guys ever been anywhere where it's an investigation or just somewhere private on your own that, that you've been like legit scared? And Megan, let's start with you on that one, Megan. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Steve, Dill. Where to um, begin? <laughs> Legitimately uh, yeah. scared. Uh, yeah. That would be uh, Sweet Springs. I mean, we we debunked what happened, oh, but it, it, it like out of your skin scared. Absolutely. Coward. I don't think we ever debunked that. I don't. I don't we think want that's what it. I think we want more to it. It was perfect timing. I, I think that's what it was. <laughs> so 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 what? Put it in case does. What were you scared yeah, of? What made you scared? Uh, we were uh, asking questions and asking for responses, and we got a very loud, very abrupt response. Um, um, and we were all close enough to it to be able to like jump back from it. Um, and then we all just oh, wow. kind of like huddled together until we could figure out what it was. But uh, yeah, scariest moment there for sure. Okay. That was the night we heard all the screams too, wasn't it? Yes. Like audible screams. Yes. What about you, Tiffany? Um, definitely. Um, uh, gosh. <laughs> Actually, it's hard because I've been so many places to really pick <laughs> one. Um, okay, I'm just going to go with the one that I always say. Um, the USS North Carolina. Okay. So uh, I was with another team and we had rented out um the uss north carolina for the night so <coughs> excuse me so steve is distracting now so <laughs> we that was actually where i saw like as an older you know adult uh saw another full-bodied apparition there i saw a sailor but that evening we had just finished up the investigation realized we left a recorder down in the mess hall and the mess hall is down in the hull of the ship so uh me and another investigator had to go down and of course all the lights are off you've only got just like those emergency lights and then you've got like the ship holes that you got to go through so he and i go down and of course like we felt like we were being watched the entire time we find the recorder and once we start to leave the mess hall it's like somebody is banging on the side of the ship, like constantly banging. So all you hear is this metallic banging as you're like walking through. Finally, I started running and like hurtling through these doors. 
left Jonathan behind me. And of course he had no flashlight. And he was like, I can't see. So I'm holding the flashlight up behind me for him to see behind me. But I left him clearly in my dust. Uh, I'm also not a smoker in that evening when we got off. I asked my uh, friend for a cigarette. Because I was like, yeah, I need a cigarette after that. But of course, you know, like Steve said, you know, St. Albans, but I know Megan, Rhonda, and I could probably go on for hours with all the experiences that we've had that's kind of freaked us out. <laughs> y'all, yeah. the only thing that freaks me out is y'all. Y'all scare me. The ghosts don't scare me, but they <laughs> well, scare yeah, that's me, and that's what scares me. That's mostly Steve, Chris, and Zach, though. They yes. scare the hell out of me. And I, I mean, I can sit in the room in the dark talking to if I'm even talking to anybody. But like I said, they'll come around the corner, they'll hide around the corner, or they'll pretend they're a shadow figure at the end of the goddamn hallway. And yep. we, I was so convinced. I said, oh my God, I can see it so clearly now. But it was not. It was Steve, the shadow <laughs> man. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I can say, it's easy to say, oh, I don't get scared. But like I said, they, they scare the hell out of me. But you know, you get, startled a little bit i'm like oh shit what the hell is that but i think the only thing that only thing that really scared me that one time i was at osph no no i was at trans allegheny um i was at trans allegheny lunatic asylum and we were up on third floor where the day room is at the end of the hallway and they were getting ready to talk about the, I don't, I don't know what they were called, uh, patient, inmate, whatever. Um, anyway, he was a deaf mute and he was impaled <laughs> because he wouldn't shut up. Um, and two other patients stabbed him or impaled him with a bed railing. So you could see somebody at the end of the hallway pacing. And this is like 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night. So it's pitch black in there, no electricity. And you see a wind turbine, you know, at the end of the hallway, you're looking at this wind turbine in the very back. But you can tell there's a actual full-on figure in front of the wind turbine, like pacing. Um, and this man had just sat there and told this guy's whole story. And then he was a newbie. So he's like, oh, no. He's like, I forgot to ask permission. He's like, they said they don't really like me. They don't like him talking about his story unless you ask permission. And he did not. Well, you could sit there and see this guy. And I mean, you've seen like when you're watching ghost adventures or whatever, and when they do the reenactments and they show the ghost like pacing and then it like comes charging a little bit and draws back and, and oh, when they do the reenactment. Hey, what the hell was that? Um, Don't mind me. What did you do? <laughs> I was doing something on my phone and it came, the live came up. <laughs> okay, I was like, why Why am I hearing myself? I didn't do anything. But you saw it charging. And um, about the same time that thing, whoever he was, if that was even him, came charging at you, something behind me in one of the rooms, um, he slammed the door as loud as he could. Um, yeah, that, that, that scared the hell out of me because I had never been there. And I was... Uh, I was, I was by myself that night because like the easiest way to investigate Trans-Allegheny 
um, if you don't have a group. And I had a group, but I was up there for a family uh, fall festival. Um, they have a fall festival on the grounds of Trans-Allegheny, but they do overnight investigations for like a hundred bucks. So I was in there with a bunch of locals and I was the only one with the equipment and they pretty much put me in charge of a group and I didn't know anything about the damn place. So, you know, I had people screaming and running and I'm like trying to hold up like, oh my God, I don't know what the hell's happening. But yeah, I mean, that's when it's just, I, I have plenty, but I won't, I won't keep going. <laughs> so what's one of y'all's uh, favorite places or that you guys have been to as a group together? I do love St. Albans. Albans. Sweet yeah. Springs, definitely. Yeah, Sweet Springs. I want to yeah. go back to Sweet Springs. We had some insane activity for the two nights we were at Sweet Springs. I, like, we yes. had a... Um, <clears throat> so, you know how they have, like, the doors that open... They don't open and shut on their own, but they have, like, the hydraulic systems in there to close the doors themselves. So, um, okay. Steve and I had just walked back to this one area, and the door shut, and we heard the door shut. We get about like 10 feet from the door, the door opens and shuts again. Um, then we finish up the investigation uh, in that area and then we go back and I turned around because I was one of the first per like people up the stairs and I turned around to make sure I wasn't walking down this hallway all by myself and I noticed the doors were, sh were shut. So I turn around and everybody's facing to go up the stairs and we hear the doors open and shut again. So for our first two nights in um that location it did not disappoint <laughs> what about you guys y'all have some good experiences there megan mm, yeah yes that's uh that's where the story of being absolutely terrified Ma came um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i didn't even that was great it, <laughs> yeah. When I went to Sweet Springs, I had only been maybe a handful of other places. So it was a rather new experience for me at something so large and vast and having essentially free reign of it um, with just the team. That was phenomenal. Um, but uh, I would just say like the palpable energy that's in that place. And it's not only just in like where the hospital ward was and the, the general building where the actual spring is, there's a lot of tangible energy just in that space too. Um, so that was, it was neat to be able to see something like that. Right and then imagine, <laughs> and then imagine how it was, you know, when it was in its prime, where I live now, there was a hotel that was here before it caught on fire. That was very much so like sweet springs. It was a, uh, like a go-to destination caught on fire town went down whatever but it reminded me a lot of that place um but just in general the whole place in the whole place has got energy from one end of it to the other so what, what's the place that you guys want to go back to sweet springs <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yep. I'd like to go back to Penhurst too. Um, and actually, oh God, yes, like, Penhurst. How could I really that like be there at night? Like, daytime was cool, but yeah, that wow. Yeah, um, I think we all had in our minds what we thought the scale of the building was, and yeah. we pulled up, and 
I think all of our jaws dropped when we pulled up because we did yes. not expect what we saw. And yes. the thing is also, it was only on half of the land that it used to be on. Yes. So there was way more than what we saw when we went last month. Yes. <laughs> and Henricus is great too. There's a place yes. down here called Henricus Park and it's the um, second permanent English settlement, you know, besides Jamestown. Um, and we go there quite a lot. We do our annual Halloween events there. Um, we do overnights there. Um, it, it's a it, it's a really active location. It's kind of freaky, especially at night when you're mm -hmm. sleeping mm -hmm. in the Indian village and they're telling you the Pukwudgie's coming to get you and you're scared oh, yeah. to death. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that's a nice active location and a member of our team, he helps run that location. So pretty much we could always call him up and be like, John, we want to investigate. All right, guys, come stay the night with me here. And see, that's you're good. into yeah. like the woods and Bigfoot and everything. You, okay, so there is, okay, uh, you know what, I take it back. There is this one time that I was terrified, okay? So we were doing an investigation um it was a public investigation at a church and it's called um oh my god walking on at brandy station uh the church is uh, and yeah fleetwood church and they did the battle of brandy station well there's the there's the the ruins of an old church saint james church um i love hawks hawks are my spirit animal so people have been coming to me all day telling me there were hawk feathers up at this St. James Church, um, the ruins. I was like, oh, that's cool. So, I mean, we got to go up there tonight, so maybe I'll find some. So I have a group with me, and <laughs> we stop at this, and it's at nighttime. As we're walking, and me and Steve cross paths, and he's like, hey, Rhonda, heads up. There's some coyotes up here. We've been hearing them all night. And I was like, all right, that's cool, whatever. So keep going and we stop to um read the pedestal um and it's you know like a marker describing the church and everything and at the time i hear you know the brush being pressed down around you and i was like you don't hear that but you know i kind of dismiss it because you know you're in the woods it's nighttime there's animals everywhere so i didn't think nothing about it but what i did not hear um, and what one of the girls, she had been videotaping, she had like a chest thing like a cop would wear. And she sends it to me the next night or the next couple nights later. But when I said, did y'all hear that? I did not hear at the time was something, it was a low, low growl. It was already growling. Wow. It was already pacing and didn't think nothing about it. Still walking the clearing, you know, got an EVP going, trying to listen. And I'm still intent on finding these hawk feathers. And we get to almost the opening, and the, one of the girls that was uh, one of the guests, and she's like, Rhonda, there's somebody over here looking at me by the tree. And I'm like, what? And I stop and look. And when I stop, the temperature dropped easily 10 to 15 degrees, just like that, degrees, degrees, easily just like that. And the wind picked up a little bit, and I'm like, well, that's weird. You know, <laughs> I don't think there's a storm coming. And I'm steadily walking, still not picking up on any of the clues. And as I got to this one certain spot, 
I heard the biggest growl. It sounded like the biggest coyote or a wolf or whatever was going to be right facing me. When it charged, it had like, the sh it felt like a strength of a herd of buffalo coming at you. I turned into Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. I mowed everybody down. I took off running. Um, <laughs> one of the girls ran with me. Everybody heard it. it. This is all on video. Turned around. I'm thinking once I got to a certain spot, I'm thinking I turn around. I was like, all right, there's going to be something staring me down. There was nothing there. There was nothing whatsoever. You felt the rush of it. Well, the next night, um, one of the um, investigators who investigates up there all the time, and he met, he asked me, you know, he was like, hey, are you okay? I was like, yeah, but what the hell was that? So he started talking about, like, wolves, and they, I said, like, like a dire wolf? He's like, mm-mm. He's like, I don't know if you really, what you think about, like, you know, um, Wendigos and stuff. I said, Wendigos? Whatever. That's that's not if a Wendigo came at you. You didn't live. You did not, you know, live to hear about the rest of anything. And he said, "Well, it was kind of like a warning because people. It was like an open house. So it had been people had been in and out of the woods all day long. Um, I guess it was just tired of people walking through its area. And then, you know, my clueless ass is just walking right on into its house. And he was like, "Oh, you better back up." But yeah, that that was the scariest. <laughs> yeah, probably the scariest thing I've ever experienced ever. I I mean I mowed everybody down. It was funny. It's it funny now that you think YouTube. about it. Yeah, yeah, it's on YouTube. It's funny as hell. I'm like, what? <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. So yes, yes. So you know, I do the Bigfoot thing. That's you know, that's what I uh, like to do the most. You know. But I've had a ton of uh, paranormal experience. I was, you know, in a different lifetime ago in a house that I used to live in. Uh, we had so much activity. I mean, I had felt like the bed, like someone sitting on the bed. Mm -hmm. I thought it was my dog. To, I thought it was my dog trying to get on the bed. I had a big boxer at the time, so I thought it was him. And I would sit up and tell him, "Like, get your ass off the bed," you know. And it, it, he, there was nobody there. And then one morning, I was uh, getting ready for work, and I was sitting on the edge of the bed. And I felt somebody like jab me in the ribs, you know, you know, yeah, how you mess with each other and you kind of like poke each other in the ribs, that same exact feeling, you know. Uh, I saw a figure walking across the living room, one across the kitchen. You know, my kids have all seen something too. And uh, my son actually saw some movement out of the right corner of his eye. And he saw this figure, it's like a smoky gray figure, he said. And he said he saw it squ uh, squatting down and it reached out with its finger and it touched him on his arm. God, you know, wow. yeah, I was in the, I was in the shower one day and I felt like someone rubbed their finger down my spine. Oh, you, know? you had a shower. Honda <laughs> yeah. would have yeah. been Scooby doing out of the shower. My cousin did some work on the house. And when he came over, uh, I had a bunch of my other cousins, you know, all those Mexicans. We all know our cousins who can do something right. And. As he was talking about what he was going to do, he kept looking at his arm, and he, eventually he walked across the kitchen, and he, he, he grabbed my arm, and he squeezed it really tight. And he goes, look, this is what it feels like. You know, I feel like someone's grabbing my arm. The next morning when he came in to start working, he had four fingerprint bruises on his arm. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so I think it was a – and we think it was the previous owners, you know, that, that lived there. They were the only owners of that house. Uh, 
the showers would come on, the kitchen's faucet would come on, wow. the doors would open. And not only would like the doors would open, but they would crack. And you, you, you could see like somebody looking in the crack like that. Oh, hell oh, no. Wow. Hell no. Yeah. But, <laughs> but it was never yeah. scary. I mean, it was unnerving and it, and it freaked us out for sure, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, it, but it was never like, like to us, like it was trying to scare us, you know? Like somebody so, was kind of watching over Yeah, I, I woke up one morning, like at two or three o'clock in the morning, and I saw this shadow figure standing right over my bed. And I even threw a kick at it, you know. Uh, and, it was, and 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 it was a woman. I, I could tell it was a woman by the shape, and she had like a you know a dress on, but it still freaked me out, you know. You kicked her. Yeah, I think I'm the first person to do karate on a ghost. I love it. Uh, it was a good house, you know, and that I, from what I hear, there's still activity in that in that house today. Oh wow! You know? Well, let's go. Um, let's go investigate yes. it. I lived in a house for a short period of time that was uh, a part of a civil war hospital. And um, it was a very old house. We couldn't even have uh, AC in there. So, you know, when you hear some of the elder folks talk about, I had to live in a house without AC. I'm like, I might be young, but yes, I did too at one point. Um, So (laughs) we had just like one of the like uh, propane stoves because there was no like central heat in that uh, house either. So most the main living room was where the heat was. Well, my where this house was located, my mom's uh, now ex-husband lived in the house in front of us, and we were renting the house behind him. And then his parents lived uh, house in front. It was just the whole hill that was that family. So um, I'm staying. She's over there staying the night uh, while he is working night shift to be in the nice warm heat. And I was like, "Woohoo! I'm a teenager. I got the house to myself for the night." So I'm like leaning up against this heater, and my head's turned this way, watching the TV, and I see a lady in white go right into the bathroom. I was like, "Oh wow, wow!" And then my mom and I would hear other spirits it was a female spirit call our names like she'd hear mom mom and of course i wouldn't answer and then she'd come back finally come downstairs and be like what and i'm like i didn't call you and then vice versa i'd hear someone calling tiff tiff finally go find my mom and i'm like what i didn't call you so that was a very active house that we Mm -hmm. lived in you know you mentioned the you know like the lady in white that you saw and I know people mention they see the lady in white. Do you think it was the same lady or just somebody different? I don't know. Yeah. Interesting, because he had family die in that house, too. So, I'm, you know, okay. who knows? Yeah. What about you, Megan? Have you ever seen any kind of apparitions or anything like that? Um shadow figures um big ones small ones like really quick out of a doorway um seeing it uh, seeing a shadow type figure more or less shape shift its way from a small child-like object to a very tall dark hack man um like if you imagine looking down a hallway and you're looking at the exit sign at the end of the hallway like blocked out the exit <clears throat> sign that's so tall um a lot of that uh recently where were we 
uh, we were at St. Albans um, and we were all coming down for a break. And this is the first time this has ever happened to me. And I was coming down the, the staircase more or less by myself. Uh, there was a couple people and then the rest of them were upstairs. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I came down the staircase and I was on the inside. So I was holding the left hand ra the railing. And when I turned to make, go down the next set of stairs, it is, it's exactly like I just walked into somebody, which is the best way to ex uh, describe it. Like if you're walking, you've got your head down, you're reading something, you kind of bump into somebody. That's exactly how it was. And whatever I bumped into was just as aware of it as I was. Um, just kind of like, oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. And then just kind of went on about the way downstairs. Um, when I came downstairs, I had a mental of what he looked like. It was definitely masculine. It was definitely someone that was employed there, not uh, housed there. So I drew it really quickly um, just to kind of keep the, the mental image in my head. And it more like um, he had a, something large with a brain <clears throat> on top of the head, like a short collared, double robed type of top. Um, that's the one and only time I've ever, I would say, apparition. Uh, I've seen anything that clearly interacted it, interacted with it in a way that it, it kind of responded uh, when we actually came in contact. Um, but that I rely, I read a lot of tarot when we do like investigations or we go somewhere. I do bring a set of tarot cards and I will read them sometimes. Um, but that's something that I, I guess I'm more or less vibe with the most. Um, like I've dealt in runes and oracle cards and uh, you know, different books and med and mediumship and all those things. But tarot is really what I fall back to. And I feel like that speaks to me the most. So it's, it's not always about seeing things. If you can tell a story because they want you to tell the story, that's more or less more satisfying than, oh, I saw a shadow real quick, you know? Yeah, I totally get that, especially like the meditation part. Uh, that's like one of the first things I started doing, right, was meditating. Yep. And I started this, this spiritual journey, journey I was on. And um, there was twice that I got really, really heavy into it where I saw okay. a, uh, a man, you know, I just call him a man. He was a big, he was a big man with a jacket and a hat on, you know. And uh, yeah, he was, uh, I, I saw him twice. It was, it was the weirdest thing. And then, um, you know, I would see like shapes and uh, colors flying by, you know, in my mind. It was it was kind of weird, but uh, mm -hmm. it, it was really cool. It was really cool. I haven't done it in a while, but I, I need to get yeah. back into it. Yes. So when it comes to like abilities, do you do have abilities, Megan? I read tarot um, and then I, I smell things. I sense things. I wouldn't narrow that down to a specific ability um right. but tarot that's my thing okay well you see when you said smell it's very rare that i hear someone say smell because i smell stuff too oh yeah you know and we were i was yeah i, I smell it like all the time i'll be like do you smell that doesn't that smell like mm -hmm. you know like like someone smoking a pipe and they're like no i'm like i'm telling you yes. smoking a pipe and then come to find out it's you know there's a pipe story involved mm -hmm. in that area or uh 
flowery smells or even like perfume smells. I would smell that stuff all the time too. Yeah. Yep. So what about uh, you, Rhonda? You have abilities? Um. Yeah. And at first, I didn't think I did. You know, I just thought it was coincidence. Oh, that's weird. That's what I was just thinking that, or oh, you know, and stuff like that would happen. Um, we were what what started it. We were. I don't know if. Okay, so we it was were at. Yeah, St. Albans, where Pat was talking. Well, we were setting up, and we had gone down to the basement, and she was reading, um, and she stopped what she was doing, and she looked at me, and she's like, you can read, can't you? And, you know, I had a drink or two, so I was like, yeah, I can read. I went to school. And she's like, no, you know what I mean. And I was like, mm, yeah, I don't know. And she's like, you know, and it was a long thing about that and she's like you've got abilities um don't let anybody tell you anything different don't second guess yourself well we were at this one location and this is the first time that i had <clears throat> a spirit take me over and i was in the basement and i was sitting beside her dress form and we were doing a evp session and I remember her touching the front of my hair like this and I felt it. And then next thing I know, doing the EVP session, I was answering the EVPs like I knew what the hell I was talking about. You know, I didn't know what the <laughs> hell I was talking about, but I was answering for her. Um, and then I remember started sniffling. I, was, I remember thinking, oh my God, am I getting a cold? But now uh, her emotions were taking me over. And that was the first, uh, that was a whole night there. I mean, I was, I, she pretty much um, <clears throat> took me over. Um, they had to remove me from the location. I was trying my damn just to get back down there to her. Um, Tiffany, you got a little sprite behind you, like a little elf brownie. <laughs> little, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, One that I'll You've got a ghost. Aria. You've got a ghost kid. Ghost kid yeah. behind you. So, yeah. Somebody that um, wants to be in on the action. But when I go to locations now, um, they actually, people told me it's like I'm a lighthouse to them, that I have a light over my head on their side and they can they're like okay she can understand me she can hear me she can talk to me she can see me so it's almost like they tell me their story in my head um and i just kind of play it back by talking about it um things like that they will come they they come to me at night while i'm sleeping they'll tell me um like Couple, it was a months ago. I was getting. I was about four in the morning, um, and I was half awake, half asleep. And they say, you know, of course, you know, three o'clock is the witching hour. Four o'clock is when the veil is the thinnest. So it's like right before dawn. So four o'clock in the morning is when the veil is the thinnest. They can come at you, which they do. And I was. I remember it was a man talking to me 
and he was a soldier. He was telling me his name, his age, his rank, and everything. And, you know, my dumbass didn't keep a journal beside me. So, of course, I forgot all that. Um, and then right after that, a little boy was talking to me. Well, three days later, we had gone to a battlefield to do a private investigation. And I was talking to one of the investigators, um, and I was telling her about it. Because she took me out in the woods and wanted to see if I could pick up on, uh, you know, Mr. Wendigo, who was out there in those woods. And same, it's the same location, um, just farther down. And I was telling her about the guy, and she said it sounds like the soldier that is up guarding another part of the battlefield we were on. And she's like, I wonder if he came to, he knew you were coming out here, so I wonder if he tried to get in touch with you. So, you know, little things like that um, at St. Albans that happened too. And I was in the bowling alley and they know that I can talk to them or talk. They can talk through me to them, to the other people. Um, that, that was a crazy story. Um, but yeah, they can take me over. I've come to realize the signs Tiffany does now too. If I start rocking, it's almost like I'm going into a trance. And then they, that's how I know they're getting ready to try to use me. But, yeah. I'll have to be like, are you okay? Do we need to step out? I see you rocking. She goes, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> what about you, Tiffany? Do you have any abilities? Um, nothing quite as significant as Rhonda. Um, I can hear, so a little clear audience, but it's not refined. All I hear is just mumbling. And oh. like, I'll hear them yes. just talking or whatever. And I'll be like, did you guys hear that? And they're like, hear what? And I'm like, I hear talking somewhere. Um, and it mostly happens when I'm trying to lay down and go to sleep. You just hear, but and I'm like, dear God, please stop. I just want to go to bed. I don't want to hear y'all mumbling. But like I said, it's not refined. Um, I believe I'm too ADD to try to refine it right now. But <laughs> every now and then I can pick up on that. You know, I've got a friend of mine. He's he's actually died twice in his life, so he's he's died twice. Went to the other side and came back. Oh wow! And like, yeah, at two different times in his life. I'm you know, like five six years apart. You know, goodness gracious. He has a heart. Yeah, he has a heart. <laughs> Can you tell me something about that? <laughs> but he, I, he's got some crazy stories about what happened to him, right, on the other side. Oh, I'm um, sure. But he 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 hears stuff now right like all the time mm -hmm. and he's like I that's what they say <laughs> yeah, he they hears. say like if you have a near-death experience you come back with abilities so mm -hmm. i mean i know damn near-death experience not that i know of but right yeah yeah and you know what's funny like you talked about you about you didn't have the journal uh he's the same way he's like if i don't write this down i'll forget about it yeah and he and yeah. he attributes that yeah. to his, you know, near-death experiences because he says that that he remembers memories leaving his his mind. Oh wow! You know, like yeah, like like memories were, were were leaving. He's like, I remember seeing pictures of my mom going and pictures growing up, growing. So he's got a real bad memory now. You know, but oh, that's wow. pretty crazy. Wow! But uh, it's already been an hour, guys. Just about an hour. Oh wow! So, and I appreciate you guys coming on. You know. Um, you guys want to give out your contact? It's up to you. You know where to go find you guys, your pages, your channels. Um, Transcend Paranormal. You can find all of us there. Um, That's how you can we'll find share. us. 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, we'll share uh, events, things like that. Um, I'm sure Steve's told you before that our team likes to hook up with uh, historical locations and raise money uh, for these historical locations to keep up and running and help for uh, preservation. So you can do yeah. that. Um, I also have to plug it just because if I don't, I might get my butt kicked. I also work for Haunts of Richmond. We do uh, historical ghost tours for downtown Richmond. So if you're in the Richmond area, look up Haunts of Richmond. As Rhonda gets attacked by a dog. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting mauled. Megan, you got anything? Nope, just uh, Transcend Paranormal Facebook page, website. Um, that's the best way. What's your next investigation? You guys have anything coming up? Uh, September 23rd, we're doing a joint investigation at the historic Ashland Theater and historic uh, Hanover Arts and Activity Center in Ashland, Virginia. Yes. Thanks. That, oh, the page is up. So anybody that's in Virginia, you can look at the Transcend page and find the event page and get tickets. And I'll be selling my jewelry and other stuff during the day before we get there yeah tell okay. them your uh tell plug yourself rhonda what what you do your jewelry and stuff plug it oh oh yeah well you can go on instagram under gypsy siren 0412 and i do jewelry and resin and fun stuff like that a lot of gemstone jewelry really cool a lot of gemstones cool. a lot of rock and roll pop culture resin stuff and fun stuff like that right diesel diesel's too busy i don't know what he's doing what are you doing bud well, cool beans guys i appreciate you guys coming on you guys did a great job and thank I you appreciate everybody in the chat room you guys do a great job as always um and if you guys need to get in touch with them for whatever reason do you guys do private investigations at all like homes yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. you guys if you guys try to get in touch with them and you can't get in touch with me i'll shoot them a message um, you know, make sure you guys get some help if you guys need some help or just want answers, you know. Sometimes I think that's what people really just want, just some, just some answers, you know. Hey, do I have a ghost or do I have raccoons in my attic, you know? <laughs> Ooh, so. I got raccoons. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, everyone. I appreciate you guys tuning in, and I will see you next Monday. I have no idea who I have coming on, uh, but I will definitely We'll come on again. Yeah, if you don't have anybody else, just come and get us. Yeah, definitely. We need to have some of your dolls and interview them. <laughs> I can. I'll go get them. I'll let them all up for you. Okay. Well, cool beans, guys. Yeah, man, definitely. I'd love to have you guys on again. You know, you guys have a great night. Thanks for doing the show. And uh, Yeah. Uh, you guys hold on real quick, please. All right, thank you. We'll end it right here. All right.